You are listening to the Drew and Dan Podcast Network. The following is brought to you by the Expatriate Breakfast Burrito. Welcome to the Drew and Dan Podcast Experience. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land. Oh, hello, hello, hello. It's the Drew and Dan Show. Yes. One of us very happy, one of us very sad. <laughs> one yeah. of us is on top of the world. <laughs> I have a smile on my face and uh, does it, it's masking all the pain I feel inside. Well, Drew, first of all, let's start off on a good foot. I want to acknowledge that it sounds like your son is the next, um, the next soccer star of the world. Sounds like he's crushing. Is that true? He is crushing. Yes, he he is dominating the soccer circuit. Um, so we we will see how that continues. But currently, he's having a lot of fun. Good. I also want to. I realized last time we haven't been potting as frequently, but I didn't shout out your awesome uh, journalistic work with John Canzano on the Pac-12. It was awesome, dude. If you guys haven't read it, what what's the link, Drew? Do you know it off the top of your head? Uh, the link is in my bio. Um, okay, on second thought, be... don't check out Drew's bio. You can just take my <laughs> word for it. That's good. You should be a subscriber at johnconzano.com because um, I'll probably be covering the Pac-12 uh, next year as well for Pac-12 basketball, that is. Um, but there's also... a pretty amazing columns like on the almost daily basis so subscribe check it out and um yeah i'm on there too yeah the article is awesome good job dude um so we we're obviously going to talk about lakers warriors series and right before we hit record we were doing the classic thing that we do that we just start talking about it and then we're like oh we should be potting because this is fire content um but my my question to you drew and I'm not, I'm not saying this as like a, I don't know, a glass half empty Lakers fan, but I am. But so the series is three one. It to me, it does not feel like the Lakers are up three one. It feels a lot closer than three one. And what I told you just before we hit record was, I feel like, I feel like game two where the Warriors blew out the Lakers, that felt the most like what I expected from this series. If that makes sense. I expected our guys to be gassed. I expected our defense to crumble. I expected the Warriors to hit shots. Um, game one was a hard-fought victory that I'm proud of. Game three, I don't particularly want to talk about with you because I know how you feel about it. Um, and then last night, I it was just... I felt like the Warriors missed so many shots that they normally make. I was watching half of it with my wife and I'm like, they, every time they'd pull up, I was like depressed and then it didn't go in and I was like surprised. So I feel like last night, like the Lakers kind of got away with one because of how badly the Warriors were playing and, and they wasted like a gem of a step game, but all I'll let you go. I wanted to. I wanted to guess your power rankings for who's most to blame for last night's loss, but um, but I'll let you kind of cook for a little bit. 
prepped for the pod. My numbers, I've got all my files in front of me, um, just at my fingertips, ready to run the numbers and deliver the stats. But I got nothing today, Dan. My, I'm broken, I'm in shambles. I'm a shell of a man. My basketball dreams are crushed because um, it just feels, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it feels bad. I mean, the Warriors, I know you feel like you're, you mentioned you're, the 3-1 lead you have doesn't really feel like a 3-1 lead, um, but it definitely feels like a 3-1 lead to me. <laughs> um, so, but I, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, the Lakers are the better team. They, they are, but like it's barely, it's not by much. Maybe that's what you're feeling. Um, it should be 2-2, I agree with you, but um, the Lakers are a better team because they have two really good players, and right now the Warriors just have Steph. Yeah. And, like, Steph just needs one, Steph just needs help from one guy. He needs somebody to hit a couple of shots for him, right? Yeah. He needs somebody to take the pressure off. Um, I mean, that's why and, they demolished the Lakers in game two, right? Because Clay was hitting his shots. Right. It's like that's Clay literally all it took. Yeah, he just needs one. He doesn't need Clint to even hit that many shots. He just needs to hit needs him to hit more than zero, right, or more than like yeah. one. He, and he needs him down the stretch when the when the when the game is on the line, right? And last night um, he got really no help, zero help, and Steph didn't even shoot that well, like from three, like he normally does. Mm-hmm. But he was dominant on ball, right? Yeah, I mean, going to the basket and passing the. I mean, he was. He dominated. I thought he dominated last night, even though he missed a ton of shots. I mean, he pretty much did whatever he wanted. But again, basketball's a five-person game, right? It's five yeah. on five. And he's, but he, Steph's so good that he literally just needs one other guy, right, when, mm-hmm. when the game's closer in those moments. And I still thought the Warriors were going to win the game right up until Clay's last two shots. Oh, boy. And then it was like... The first one was like, oh, okay, I don't know if we need it. And the second one was like, oh, we definitely didn't need that. And then at that point, I was like, okay, those are turnovers. And we wasted those possessions. And Steph didn't touch the ball. Mm-hmm. And you know, now the game's over. Right? And then the game, on the Draymond drive, the game was really over. But um, I figured it was over before that <laughs> based on you know, the clay shots. And, um, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was just strange. It's been strange watching – Cause I don't, I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm not a Warriors hater either, but I just don't watch a lot of Warriors games. And all day in our group chat, Drew is just constantly saying what a terrible coach Steve Kerr is. And I feel like last night, well, this series really, I'm like, I just don't know what he's doing with his rotations and his tweaks. And like last night, Steph was doing pick and rolls literally all game, like until the last what five minutes yes. when they lost yes. the game. Until it mattered. Until it, you mean until it mattered. Exactly. Like he did what yeah. He wanted until it mattered. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not. <laughs> where where Ham on the other hand is like he's he's running like an eight man rotation, probably to the detriment of AD and LeBron because they're gonna turn to dust at any minute, but. He, he trusts his role players enough to know that on any given night, one of them is probably going to go off. And we saw it last night with Lonnie Walker. It's like, I he's a dude I kind of forgot was on the team, and he literally won them the game. Oh, sure. He won them the game yeah. last night. And that was like yeah. Rui in the first series. It's Austin Reeves when it needs to be. Um, 
And to LeBron's credit, I, I think he's still taking too many threes because he thinks he's just going to hit every single one. But he's kind of learning how to defer a little bit. Um, but it just, as a Lakers fan, it feels strange to just rely on winning games based on, well, one of the six randos on our team is probably going to score 15 points tonight and then we'll be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I I don't think Steve Kerr is a terrible coach. I I'm always venting in the group chat, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's a good coach. Um, like you know, but I don't think he's a terrible coach. I there. I mean, to be honest, I don't really. He's the team the Warriors have isn't that good personnel wise, and so I'm not sure. You know, I don't know what he needs to do with the rotations. To be honest, I don't know. But I then there's moments though that I completely scratch my head where like you get out. It's like this is clearly working, and then all of a sudden with the game on the line, we they went away from it. Yeah. Like I I don't understand that at all. And um and what they what and it's like all of a sudden it's like it's back to this motion and three point hunting when going to the basket was working. And Gary Payton when they said he was going to start him, I was like I don't know about this. And then. He was dominant, like him and Steph. It's like the weirdest is just the weirdest stuff going on with uh, with the offense at the end. And then there were two games now, Dan. This game, and, uh, last night's game, and another game that came down. I think maybe game one came down to like a, the last possession, essentially, with like a one or a one point in the last minute or ninety seconds. It was a one possession game, and in both games in the last ninety seconds, Steph doesn't get the ball. Like they don't run a play for him to, to take a shot. Yeah. Um, and in both possessions, they had a timeout, mm-hmm. right? And to, so, like Kerr could have used the timeout to set something up to make sure Steph gets the ball. Uh, and but we got literally last night's last three possessions in a one possession game was Clay chucks, Clay chucks, Draymond drives and throws it away. Yeah. Like. It was, and, and that drive throw away was not to Steph, and it, it had no chance. The Lakers read it like a book, and it's like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, give yourself a chance. And I don't mean, you know, Steph should have chuckled. I would have lived with that, like we did with in a, another recent game where Steph took a took a long three to, in, with the game line. Like, I'll live with that all day, but. Go to the basket. You know what I mean? And yeah. Then kick it out or something. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. In close, important games, you you would a million times rather live and die by your superstar taking the shot, which is ultimately like why I felt okay with LeBron taking his late game three. It's like I want LeBron taking the big shots. As I'm assuming you want Steph taking the big shots, and it's just strange. I don't know. It's strange that. Kerr is kind of moving away from that. Yeah. He, like, he, it's almost like he trusts the team too much to make the right decision when all they've done is demonstrate they make the wrong decision. Like, yeah. Over and over again, they make the wrong decision. Like, he lets them go out there and keep doing it. It's like, that's not coaching. I mean, if they're going to not make the right decision, then call a timeout and tell them what the right decision is. Drives me crazy, 
Yeah. So, anyway, that stuff drives me absolutely crazy. Uh, but, you know, the Warriors team right now just isn't very good. I mean, so, all right, guess, go, give me your guesses on whose fault. I, I might have given away part of it, but well, how much fault do you think, um, <laughs> where the fault lies from last night? Are we talking, oh, we're talking just last night? Yeah. So, or in general, whatever you want to do. I think, I think, don't let me tell you what to do. You're up 3-1. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm flowing on a cloud right now. Um, I mean, they're, they're kind of intertwined. I think Kerr is at the top of the list. I think that last night is so weird because it, like, it kind of boiled down to that last two minutes. So you can blame Clay for his terrible shot selection. You can blame Draymond for his weird drive on the baseline where he just jumped and didn't know who he was going to pass to, which is something you constantly, I've heard you harp on. So you do not leave yeah. your feet without a plan, right? Um, yeah. the, the, the weird thing about last night, this is kind of moving away from the blame game, but so another thing you always talk about is how like momentum just matters so much and like in harping on refs and stuff, it's like, well, yeah, refs don't technically cause, like, a 30-point blowout, but refs do cause shifting of momentum, and last last night was a strange game, because I didn't feel like the Warriors lost momentum at any point until the very end, because they were, they were actually getting really good shots all game, they were just missing them, so it was a weird, I don't know if you felt that way, but to me watching it, it's like, they're not they're not like in this constant like herky jerky losing momentum gaining it losing it if it felt to me like they were sort of in the driver's seat most of the game but yeah in the last little bit they got away from the pick and roll made some stupid decisions and then it was over yeah yeah it was yeah last night again i i literally expected us to win that game right up until the clay back-to-back three-point misses (laughs) (laughs) then yeah. Was, again, shots we didn't need at that moment, but they were hunting it, and I was like, "Okay, now I guess if that's the decision we're gonna make right now, then we're actually not going to win this game." Yeah. <laughs> sure enough, sure enough, we didn't. But yeah, no, um, it, it it was crazy to me how much the refs affected the momentum uh, in the game before that. You know, um, again, it's like yeah, the Warriors' offense was horrendous in that game. But it was they were up 13 when the ref started blowing the whistle, and it was a free throw parade at that point. And it's like the Warriors, when they played really great offense, it flows off of great defense, and they couldn't play defense because it was just the Lakers shooting free throws. Yeah. So their normal offensive flow was non-existent because of the refs in the free throw game that happened for about two straight quarters, quarters two and quarters three. Um, and then everyone's like, well, the Warriors just had a terrible offense. Don't blame the refs. And I was like, are you kidding me? The refs are <laughs> why they had a terrible offense. Yeah. They had literally no flow or momentum of any kind in that game. It just led to a blowout. But, but that game, we flushed that one. Went to last night. Even more heartbreaking last night. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So... I don't know. I mean, Poole's a weird case. Jordan Poole is a weird case, man, talking about the blame game. Um, but, I mean, he was essentially benched last night, right? Yeah, I was I was listening to a podcast this morning where they, they're like, I don't know if Poole sees another minute in this series. you feel that way? 
No, they said that in Sacramento too, because he was playing uh, so bad. And if he came back in that last closeout game, and he played pretty good. But before that, he played terrible. And I heard other people say the same thing. Like maybe Pools is done, right? You can't. You, he's not even. Good. And then Kerr played him, and yeah. he played pretty well. And uh, honestly, they need something like if Clay Thompson is going to shoot the way he's shooting. Um, they, I don't mind if they try to. Like, I mean, he, he's shown before he's got the ability. He's in his own head. Uh, he drives me crazy. I don't really want him on the team. But right now, like I said, that's just he's one other guy who can make shots. And sometimes that's Jordan Poole. Poole is so fast. I yeah. have not watched a lot of Warriors and then not a lot of Poole. But he is like, he's so fast that I wonder why... Kerr doesn't just in the non-Steph minutes just have pool just push it, tire the Lakers out, and then I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Pool, Moody, Kaminga, let him go out and run. Let yeah, him, you know, take the cuffs off and let him run. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I also do not know the answer to that. But uh, other than the fact that they're so, I mean, Pool especially is so bad on defense. Like, yeah. Like atrociously bad on defense. And the hard um, thing, the hard thing about being down three-one in opposing even two-one or two-two or whatever is, you, I don't know, you can't like at this point try a bunch of weird stuff. Like Kerr's already been doing the whole series for some reason, just constantly yeah. switching. Like he's just totally backed into a corner. And having said that. I truly do think that, like, the Warriors are still dangerous because they have Steph, and the Warriors are the one team that when you're up 20, it's your lead, like, is not safe. Um, yeah. But, yeah, 3-1 is tough. It's tough, yeah. Yeah, I so, don't know. I'm in a bad spot. I'm in a bad spot. What do you think... Do you think this series gets dragged out? I don't see... I don't know. I don't see the Lakers winning the next game. I also didn't see them winning last night. But do you see it going six, seven? You know, I don't... Honestly, Dan, it, I don't know how emotionally gut-punched the Warriors are after last night. Because there's, you know, there's a lot of kind of buzz around Cool's attitude in the locker room, a weird vibe in the locker room. Um... You know, he he didn't want to talk to certain media members. He turned his back on them. Uh, he, it, just really, there's just a lot of weird vibe stories coming out. It's a Warriors locker room from last night, and I don't know how that's going to spill over. I mean, Jordan Poole's already been punched by a team. Yeah. Um, you know, he's making $25 million. He's putting up over games in six minutes. I mean, it's like... You, all that stuff takes you to right? at this point when you put all the pressure on it. <laughs> it's like something's going to crack. And so yeah. like our, the old warriors could rise above that uh, with their veteran stuff. But right now there's so many weird other subplots going on. I don't know emotionally how they can come out. I mean, they might just fold the next game and, you know, and go. Um, you know, Steph's going to give us all. But again, what's a supporting cast going to give them? Yeah, and that's what it comes down. So, you know, it could go six, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they just, if you know, they guys just pack it in next game. 
we'll see. It's it's a really strange postseason in some ways. It's like on the East, yeah. the Heat are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they Jimmy Butler's randomly the best player in the whole league right now. And then the Philly and Boston is just a weird like. We this is a whole different podcast, but you, me, and Brandon were talking Jason Tatum, and yeah, like he's sort of not doing much in this. I don't know how much you've been watching, but his lines have not been that great. It's kind of been it's kind of been Jalen Brown's show over there. But then on the other hand, like. I don't know. Philly's a weird team. Harden will explode. Embiid will have a good game, but they'll lose. I just... I don't feel like I know what is what. I thought Denver was going to crush Phoenix, but Phoenix is crawling back. I just... I don't know what is really going on right now. Yeah. I... Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's... I think think it's going to be Boston. I think they're going to rise above just because... Philly's offense is <laughs> just the same thing, right? <laughs> um, but it's so weird because Boston's coach has been a very good coach. Yeah. Um, lightly, I mean, even though I'm saying there's slightly better players, like Embiid is like, you know, MVP, and James Harden is lighting stuff up. I don't know. They're pretty I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's really, really weird. But yeah, a weird postseason all around. Should have Warriors should just cleared the path to the Kings and let them, let them go, just run everyone off the court. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. So game, but, let's see, game five's tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, all right. It's tomorrow. Uh, we we will see. I don't know how it's going to play out. Um, you want to know someone this? This might be irrational, all right? All right. Call me irrational. Okay, right? you're irrational. Maybe, maybe people do. No one agrees with me on this take. I want to I want to lead with that, okay? Okay. But that's because people don't watch ball with the keen eye that I watch ball, <laughs> right? Okay, okay. So, all right, do I blame Kerr a little? Do I blame... Pool and Clay and Draymond. Yeah, do I blame the whole everyone except for Steph? Steph is blameless. Let's be clear; he is without blame. Well, uh, he did fumble the ball last no, night, but that's fine. He can do no wrong except for holding on to the ball. Steph, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Steph is blameless. Steph is blameless. <laughs> okay. Um, let's be very, very clear. Uh, you know who is like really driving me crazy but it's not like showing up in like you it's only at the eye test level it's not in the stat sheet really um it's andrew wiggins on offense oh i love his defense i love his rebounding but this guy dan his mid-range fadeaway jumpers like when he shoots these long two fadeaways he like that's not and he shoots him often as the first touch in the possession it's like you're not that guy we don't need you to be mr shooter guy listen dude listen dude you're not austin reeves 
Yeah, exactly. Stop. I'm fine with Wiggins driving and dunking on somebody. I'm fine with them getting, you know, playing in that pick and roll action or dribble handoff action and getting in the basket, pump fake layup, whatever. But he shouldn't even pump. He's a horrible free throw shooter. He's just a bad shooter, but he makes just enough. Like he was, like, I. Um, that like someone was like, he's two for six last night from three. That's better than Clay. It's better than Stez. He's as good as Steph, whatever. But it's like you're making just enough jumpers that you're going to keep taking them. And he takes them in the bad at bad points of the possession. And he and he, they never like they're a bad offensive rebounding team. So every missed jumper is a turnover. Yeah, every single one. And so if you started stacking up his misses and calling them what they are, turnovers. His stat line would look way worse, but that's what he's doing. He's yeah. basically just handing the ball back to the Lakers when he shoots, especially when it's a fadeaway seventeen footer. It's like just hand the ball to Austin Reeves and go down court because that's what you're doing anyway. Yeah, but those are he's literally when you factor in those misses, he's a turnover machine. But then he'll hit one or two, and then he'll just keep taking them. And I'm I'm gonna start to lose my mind. Because that's literally not what he should be. What his role should be. And again, why isn't there a coach telling him that? Like, <laughs> right? yeah, you help us so much. You know, on defensive boards, you help us on just playing defense straight up. You help us as a slasher going to the rim. Like, <laughs> stop shooting the freaking ball. <laughs> I totally get that. Wiggins is a. Like, he's a guy you'd rather have on your team than not on your team, but you don't want him taking all those shots. I, uh, <laughs> that's funny you say that. I was, as you were saying, the dude on your team that drives you crazy. I gotta say, and I'm, for the record, I'm not, I'm like a semi believer in this Lakers team, but they've already made it farther than I thought they would. There's not a dude on this Lakers team that, like, bothers me in that way and I always there's always dudes multiple dudes on every Lakers team that I just can't stand they got Palinka got rid of all the guys I didn't like in midseason and now we have like Jared Vanderbilt who is an awesome defender and takes one or two shots a game and like that's fine you know I so maybe to the Lakers credit everyone just kind of knows their role more or less but they also have this weird this weird confidence like Austin Reeves will just I don't know if the guys are just telling him dude you got it just start letting it fly and then Lonnie Walker like they got these random guys who didn't play in the first series coming off the bench and taking all the shots in the fourth quarter and making all but what two of them and so I don't I don't know it's kind of a weird funky team yeah, and literally all the Warriors need is a Lonnie Walker to come out and make three or four shots in the fourth quarter, and that game's over. Yeah. <laughs> that's all they need, and that's they literally couldn't find that. And so, yeah. Uh, so the Lakers' defense is anyone but Steph try and beat us, and it's a great gamble, right? It's a gamble, <laughs> but it's a, so far it's been a great gamble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what – and – um, they'll send the house of Steph and let's just dare anyone else to make a shot. So we'll see. We'll see. But, well, I thought I'd feel better after this pod, but I feel worse, Dan. <laughs> Dude, you feel better because you got to talk to me. <laughs> uh, no, it was good. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah. Um, we'll see so, what happens. Uh, here, 
I hear a rumor you're going to be in sunny Arizona soon, so we might be uh, rolling around Rodeo, just, you know, hanging our toes out the window having a good time. We might have to link up for a pod. Maybe we'll get uh, Chef uh, Chef Donnie Hawk and his thoughts on the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> yep, yep, we'll do a, a live pod as the Warriors uh, knock the Lakers out in Game 7. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. She said she in love, what's that? Trust, what's that? Us, what's that? Yeah, I'm married to the gang, don't be playing games. Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. She said she in love, what's that? Trust, what's that? Us, what's that? Yeah, I'm married to the money, don't be playing games. Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. Red Ferrari seats, all my homies bled out on these streets. Makeup on my sheets, makeup, sex, stress. Hope she leave, reaching for my keys. She like, where you going? Stay with me. Hate to see a bed. She don't want me dead. Posted on the block, when it's war, ain't no warning shots. But-